the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, venerable brethren, you know the times in which we live. They are scarcely less deplorable for the Christian religion than the worst days, which in time past were most full of misery to the Church. We see faith, the root of all the Christian virtues, lessening in many souls. We see charity growing cold, the young generation daily growing in depravity of morals and views, the Church of Jesus Christ attacked on every side by open force or by craft, a relentless war waged against the sovereign pontiff, and the very foundations of religion undermined with a bold boldness which waxes daily in intensity. In circumstances so unhappy and troublous, human remedies are insufficient, and it becomes necessary, as a sole resource, to beg for assistance from the divine power. During periods of stress and trial, chiefly when every lawlessness of act seems permitted to the powers of darkness, it has been the custom in the Church to plead with special fervor and perseverance to God, her author and protector, by recourse to the intercession of the saints, and chiefly of the Blessed Virgin, the Mother of God, whose patroness has ever been the most efficacious. The fruit of these pious prayers and of the confidence reposed in the divine goodness has always, sooner or later, been made apparent. These words were written in the encyclical letter Quam Quam Plurius of Pope Leo XIII in the year 1889, some 130 years ago. Now how striking it is that he limits the attacks on morality and on the church then, which pale in comparison to the attacks on morality and on the church in our own day. Pope Leo XIII is known as the Rosary Pope, having written a total of 11 encyclicals on the Rosary. Pope Leo continues, At this proximity of the month of October, which we have already consecrated to the Virgin Mary, under the title of Our Lady of the Rosary, we earnestly exhort the faithful to perform the exercises of this month with, if possible, even more piety and constancy than heretofore. We know that there is sure help in the maternal goodness of the Virgin, and we are very certain that we shall never vainly place our trust in her. Now when you hold the rosary in your hand, you can see clearly the shape of the V. The V stands for Our Lady of Victory. Just holding this rosary in our hand, we are reminded of Our Lady's many victories. First, it was victorious for St. Dominic in defeating the heresy of Albigensianism. The rosary was victorious for the Christian armies that defeated the Muslim Turks at the Battle of Lepanto on October 7, 1571. So crushingly did the Christian armies beat the Muslims at that battle that the first name of this feast was Our Lady of Victory, only later to be called Our Lady of the Most Holy Rosary. But now in recent years in the United States, we have found ourselves in an all-out war on not just religious or moral truth, but now an all-out war on objective truth. For defending objective truths that are to be held by all men according to natural law, we are called haters, extremists, and phobic. 
the battles that all Christians are currently facing from the demonic evils of the mainstream culture of death, gender and wokeism, necessitate that we seek divine intervention. Dialogue is hardly possible with those who have bought into these demonic ideologies that hate everything that has God as its creator and that hate humanity in general. That is why the rosary is so powerful, because it repairs the root of the problem, which is sin and hatred of God. History has proven time and time again the power of the rosary. And now is the time for us to use this spiritual weapon, beseeching Our Lady for victory. Now we are not setting out to destroy, but to win souls over to the love of God. We are not setting out to kill, but to save lives from the evil one. We are not setting out to prove others that they are wrong, but that God is always right. We are all sinners, but God, and not human policies, brings forgiveness and salvation. Now we need the rosary first for our own comfort and spiritual growth. The rosary helps us to rise above the evils that are in front of us, to be lifted up to see the bigger picture from above. The rosary helps us to be transformed in holiness and virtue, so that we are more united to God in our spiritual battles. The rosary indicates to us how we should live and act, so that we are on the right side of the war, the winning side. As we meditate upon the mysteries of the rosary, our suffering is united to that of Jesus and Mary, and then our suffering becomes salvific, as Jesus then gives us strength to carry our cross with Him. The rosary then ultimately gives us confidence, as it culminates in the victory of our Lord's resurrection, and in the coronation of Our Lady as Queen of Heaven and Earth. Great and small, the rosary can be prayed by all. The younger and simpler minds are aided by the simplicity of the prayers and repetition. Those who find mental prayer easier can penetrate with Our Lady the deepest recesses of divine mysteries in the Most Holy Trinity. And as the joyful, sorrowful, and glorious mysteries are all centered around the most important moments of the life of Jesus and Mary, we are drawn closer and closer to their hearts and to the love that unites them. And in order to better storm heaven for all the reinforcements that we need in our spiritual battle, Pope Leo XIII united to the Rosary a special prayer to St. Joseph to be recited during the month of October under his title as patron of the Universal Church. As our battle is not just an individual battle, but one involving the entire mystical body of Christ the Church and her mission for the salvation of souls, we redouble our prayers to Mary as the Mother of God in the Rosary, and we also invoke her spouse and his role for the good of the Church, which is the good of all humanity. Now St. Joseph's dignity, his holiness and glory, are drawn from his role as spouse of the ever-Virgin Mary and the reputed Father of Christ. As marriage is the closest of human unions with a communication and sharing of gifts between the spouses, St. Joseph was exalted because his spouse and companion was the mother of the God-man. St. Joseph was not only to be her protector and her companion, but also by their conjugal tie of marriage, he was to share in her sublime 
sublime dignity. Second, he was chosen to be the guardian and instructor of the infant Jesus. As a boy naturally takes after his father, so God the Father willed that Jesus take after the human qualities of St. Joseph. And so much did Jesus take after Joseph that all thought him to be the son of the carpenter. As the divine house which St. Joseph ruled, governed and protected and provided for was this infant church, he thus has paternal authority over the entire church of Jesus Christ. Then in closing his encyclical as a call for prayer, Pope Leo prescribed that the following prayer to St. Joseph was to be added in October to the recitation of the Holy Rosary with a particular indulgence of seven years and seven lengths. So, my dear faithful, following the recommendations of this holy pope and many other saints, let us use this month of October to pray the rosary each day if we are not already doing so. And if we already are, to increase our attention, our devotion, our constancy and piety to Our Lady through it. Knowing that no human remedies alone are sufficient against the evils that we are facing, this October, let us resolve to pray the rosary for Our Lady of Victory, for her intercession, for the divine victory of divine truth in our modern world, for the salvation of souls. Turning to Our Lady and to St. Joseph, patron of the Universal Church, I now invite you to listen and unite your prayer with me as I close with the October prayer to St. Joseph that was composed by Pope Leo XIII. To thee, O blessed Joseph, do we come in our tribulation, and having implored the help of thy most holy spouse, we confidently invoke thy patronage also. Through that charity which bound thee to the Immaculate Virgin Mother of God, and through the maternal love with which thou embraced the child Jesus, we humbly beg thee to graciously regard the inheritance which Jesus Christ has purchased by his blood, and with thy power and strength to aid us in our necessities. O most watchful guardian of the Holy Family, Defend the chosen children of Jesus Christ. O most loving Father, ward off from us every contagion of error and corrupting influence. O our most mighty protector, be propitious to us and from heaven assist us in our struggle with the power of darkness. And as once thou rescued the child Jesus from deadly peril, so now protect God's holy church from the snares of the enemy and from all adversity. Shield through each one of us by thy constant protection, so that supported by thy example and thy aid, we may be able to live piously, to die holy, and to obtain eternal happiness in heaven. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.